Welcome back to Podcast in a Pear Tree. I'm Samantha. I'm Aaron Danielle. Ah! Try again. Try again. Hi, friends, and we're back with Podcast in a Pear Tree. I'm Samantha. I'm Aaron Lee. And I'm Danielle. And today we are going to be covering a new Hallmark treat, A Very Scottish Christmas. But before we start with that, what's everybody been watching? Well, before we get to that, let's introduce our guest reviewer. Oh, well, We're okay. so excited to welcome Kim back to the podcast as a guest reviewer. You may remember Kim from last year reviewing Hanukkah on Rye. I think that was right. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and we had a really fun time. So Kim, welcome back. So excited to have you. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. Now we can talk about what we've been uh, watching. And I will say that as promised, I watched a Heidelberg holiday and I'm reporting back. It's a big fat skip. Danielle and Samantha were right. Skip that sucker. Not worth it. I watched that too. And I thought it was kind of cute, but I feel like there were a lot of areas where it didn't make sense. Like when she had issues with her ornament shipment. It was all just the same. They, it's just like, okay, let's go look at something in Heidelberg. Let's go back to the post office. Let's go look at something in Heidelberg. Let's go back to the post office. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the post office man. And realistically, if something was wrong with your shipment, wouldn't you do something about it rather than just yell at the post office person? I feel like she just kind of waited around and kept saying, I'll come back. And then she didn't actually like follow up with customs or check in with the shipping company. And then they, she just said like, oh, the shipping company's terrible. And that's it. Yeah. Didn't she go with the cheapy one though? Yeah, she did. Money? Well, that's what you get, lady. <laughs> exactly. As we learned, she just stuck to the German postal service. Yeah. I was also really frustrated. I think the father, the German father, he would lose his German accent when he spoke English. He sounded totally American. Oh, you caught something I did not. Yeah, I don't think I was paying that close attention. (laughs) I think I'd given up. Me too. too. I'd given up by then. I'm all about the continuity and it made no sense. Another movie I gave up on was Navigating Christmas. The one I was really excited about, um, about Christmas in a Lighthouse. Wow, what a snooze fest that was. It was was a snooze fest. This year has been the destination Christmas year, though. We're going to a lot of interesting places for our holidays. And a lighthouse was a great idea. It was just poorly executed. Yeah, there was so much potential there. I was really, really disappointed. I was like, this is going to be great. Who doesn't want to have Christmas in a lighthouse? And then they just messed it all up. It was skippable. One that I really enjoyed was Holiday Hotline. Did anybody watch that one yet? I want to watch that one. It was fun. It was cute. I will say this. When they went to cook the turkey... Instead of cooking the turkey, they go into this dream dance sequence, which was so cheesy. But you knew the filmmakers knew what they were doing. They were like, this is an inside joke. We're going to have fun with you. This is supposed to be this cheesy. And that just made it that much more fun. Um, I really liked how they had their phone conversations in the same room. It wasn't a split screen or anything like that. And I had fun. I had fun with it. That's good because it looks really good on the pre views and I was concerned like what it actually was about is it just like a hotline to help you cook and then he like falls in love with her because then it sounds kind of like um in a you know dating hotline yeah like he (laughs) he picks her up and says why don't you come over after she helps him troubleshoot his turkey and I was like wait what kind of hotline is this Okay, there's more to it than that. There is. There's layers of complication. There are layers of complication. She meets him in real life. 
and she is a British person in real life. And then she didn't want to use her British accent on the phone because people didn't think she knew how to cook a turkey. So she took on this American accent and the persona of Peggy. And then the guy is falling in love with her in real life, but falling in love with her on the phone. But he thinks they're two different people. So he's getting confused. I mean, it was cute. There were layers. It was an onion. It was a Christmas onion. I can't wait. I just peeled it back. I just peeled them back. I love it. Danielle, what have you been watching? Well, I did watch the things you mentioned, and I'm embarrassed to say I also watched some Lifetime things because it was the first weekend of Lifetime movies. So here's what I speculate is what happened. I think perhaps Lifetime got very impacted by the strikes, and as a result, they ended up just opting buying films that had already been produced and for like bottom of the barrel, (laughs) because that has to be the reason why the two movies this past weekend, I just was, I put my face in my hands and I was sad. So the one on Sunday was Planes, Trains, and Christmas Trees. Sounds cute, but I felt like it was probably a Gak movie. I'm like, did this not even make it to Gak? This is sad. Like, it was just really bad. I started watching it and fell asleep. The acting was... Was bad. It was really yeah, bad. it was bad cardboard. The Christmas Plus one was okay, but it was also barely on par with... I think it was supposed to be a Hallmark film because the actors in that were Hallmark people, so I'm pretty sure, like, they recorded for Hallmark. They're like, mm, pass. <laughs> and so then, like, Lifetime bought it for this year because they didn't have anything to work with. That's my theory of what was going on um, because there were some familiar faces. And honestly, I've been looking at the previews. I mean, Samantha, we talked about it. Yes, Chef seems to be the only promising one. The other ones just are rejects from last year, which is upsetting. Are they replaying last year's movies? Will I have another chance to watch Santa Boot Camp? Because that was magical. You know, I haven't been checking out the rerun schedule, but you know what? By the next episode, I will confirm for you. I will say the one thing that was interesting and different that I did see and I actually did enjoy. I have Roku and there's this ad that popped up for the holiday shift. It's young people around the time of Christmas and they all work at a mall and there's just these shenanigans that ensue. It's really good. It had a really diverse cast and I loved it. That really like drew me in like seeing just representation. Very funny rom-com but shenanigans and not super cheesy. I learned some generational things because I'm not the youngest generation that exists so doesn't it just burn you that you're not the youngest generation anymore? I'm upset about it. <laughs> yeah, they are. What are these younger people coming in here being young and stuff? These whippersnappers. That's right, Kim, the whippersnappers. <laughs> oh, to be in your early 20s working in a mall. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. What's that like? It's very interesting. Not for me. My early 20s was boring, but from what I hear, it can be really good. So yeah, the holiday shift, I recommend. So, And what network is that on? It's a Roku production. Yeah, Roku has their own stuff now. And Martha Stewart is very present on Roku, by the way. Do I have to go get a Roku now? What the (laughs) heck? I know. I have Roku on one of our TVs. It is free, though, once you if you if you do have a Roku device, all their stuff is free. Is it through Pluto or is it through Roku? It says it's a Roku production. Uh, Yeah, I think it's Roku. Because like if you go on Roku now, they they have their own channels, their own programming. And then they also offer free movies and things like that. It's crazy. It's like a whole new world, guys. (laughs) At any rate, let's go to Scotland. Well, speaking of an older generation and getting back (laughs) from a blast from the past. 
Let's go to Scotland with Scott Wolf and Lacey Chabert. I don't know if anyone else is a Party of Five watcher. Our late 90s Y2K hearts were enlightened with them joining forces again, which I'm so happy that they are a brother-sister duo and not a love interest duo. I was very concerned about that this whole entire time. But essentially, they're going for Christmas in Scotland to visit their mom. They have no idea why she wants to do this. They know she's of Scottish heritage, but they don't know any sort of lineage to anything basically so against their will they're going to celebrate christmas with her in scotland to make her happy and lo and behold they find out that their family is royalty and that their mom is a duchess i'm sorry if my mom is gonna pay for me to go to scotland for the holidays i'm stoked let's go i know and they have this brother sisters dynamic where they don't really get along they've been too busy for each other and they're not happy to see one another but yeah i'm with you erin lee if I found out that my family was from Scotland and we're going to spend Christmas in a Scottish castle. I would be all about it. I felt like they were a little ungrateful when they arrived. Big time. It was like, I don't want to be here. I feel like I'm going to leave before Christmas. I'm just here briefly. And mom's kind of crazy for even suggesting this. And and I just, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't want to have dinner with you. Even before the big lie was revealed, they were a little ungrateful. <laughs> I agree. They were brats. Yes. Braddy Lacey and Braddy Scott. And the whole time before and after the secret was revealed, I feel like they just had bad attitudes and everyone else had to kind of change their mind. Like Scott Wolf's wife kept trying to cheer him up and make him see all the great things about where they were. Yeah, he seemed like a real Scrooge, except for an ugly Christmas sweater party. He was really into his ugly Christmas sweater party and really disappointed that he wasn't having it this year. It seemed to have really thrown off his entire holiday. Right. Dude, it's this ugly Christmas sweater party throw on your sweaters have a cocktail call it a party you're done you can do it in scotland i know and the uk is so christmassy like did you see how christmassy it was there they were so bratty for like a really really long time yeah and then when they got there they thought they were in some hotel and it's just like no you are not in a hotel you're in a beautiful castle in scotland yeah and your mom is living in one of the wings how did you not realize that you guys are staying in one of the wings How did they still think it was a hotel for like the longest time? I'll never know. We always have to suspend reality with these movies. But a certain part you can't suspend. Let's talk about the ages because they were off. Mom's birthday, they said, was in 1963. So that means Scott Wolf, who was born in 1968, she was five when she had him. Okay. (laughs) Now let's also talk. Mom's birthday is in 1963. She leaves Scotland to move to America when she's 20 years old. So that would be 1983. Guess when Lacey Chabert? Bear was born. 1983. She should have been toting Scott, 15-year-old Scott, and been pregnant with Lacey when she was hightailing it to America. The ages did not match up here. No, especially if it was the 80s. She's trying to make it sound like this is like, oh, I'm in this folk musical Right. It sounded like the 70s. It did. It did. She was born in 1963. Yeah, it was wild. I just had to look past that and just look at the tall drink of water that was Mac. Did you guys, what did you guys think of Mac. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, what's happening here? Mac was like the best part of this movie, didn't you think? Was it Mac or Mac's accent? Or Mac's height um, plus the accent. Height, accent. Okay. Yeah. So he is a real Scottish actor. He was in Braveheart. The movie says he was born in 1981, but he was actually also born in 83, I believe. I don't know. I was on an age quest with this because I was just like, these don't match. Wait, how old was he when if he was in Braveheart? I think he was young. He was the kid in Braveheart. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's keeping the castle running, basically, because the Duchess, which is the mother, the brother was the Duke, and he passed away. So he's kind of looking after the property and trying to woo Lacey Chabert, let's face it, the whole time. That was so strong. It was immediate. I was like, whoa, we're just cutting to the chase. Okay. It's kind of like a love at first sight, and we only have so much time, Danielle. (laughs) He's got to get her to move to Scotland, too. (laughs) I know, but so it's the year of the Destination Christmas on Hallmark. It's also the year of the early kiss and or double kiss. We have a lot of early kissing this year. And I'm not against it. I'm just commenting. I'm saying it's happening. I'm putting it out there into the world. This is something I'm noticing. It's a new trend for Hallmark. Up until now, one kiss at the end of the movie within the last five minutes. That's where it's been. And it's been clean. It's been Disney. We had a tongue kiss in Christmas Island. We've had multiple kisses in many films. We're kissing early. Hallmark. Wow. I mean, he has to woo her. She was very resistant the entire time. I felt like it was too early. I didn't feel like there was enough development in their chemistry to make it feel like she was even interested in him. Yeah, they're having fun, but I don't know. They went a little too fast for me. Maybe not fast enough for me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm really sold on this storyline. I wanted, I, the whole time I was like, you guys need to understand this is going to be great for you if you want to move here. You need to move here now. But then all of a sudden, they changed their minds so fast. And I felt like that was very quick in terms of them deciding to make the leap to take over this property. And then Mac, he's going to run it for them. What could be better? Yeah, and it's just like, we're going to take over the titles. And then Lacey Chabert is all upset. And I'm like, you don't want the title, Lacey. Go back to California. I laughed so hard at her face, her reaction. She was like, WTF. Scott she was Wolf. angry. I loved it. But they didn't talk to her about it. They just decided. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that. But I'm also like, what do you care? You don't want it. Why are you so upset? Again, the bratty reaction. I don't know. That Josephine should have done a better job raising her children. Well, she lied to them and denied them their birthright. And I don't think that's okay either. I don't think she's cool. And she also just her best friend and never spoke to her ever again, which also is not cool. That she reunited with in the town. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you going to recognize your friend 40 years later? You don't look the same. Voice? Maybe you sound similar? I don't know. I'm I'm spitballing. That was weird. But one thing to take it back to Party of Five, did anybody notice? Probably not, because I don't think any of you watched it. But the pub was called Salinger's, which is their last name in Party of Five. So I think one of the writers or somebody working for Hallmark is a Party of Five fan. So that was nice. That was their nod. I mean, if you're going to get Scott Wolf and Lacey Chabert back, you're probably going to do at least a little bit of research. It's a good Easter egg. Yeah. Also, I will mention, although the pub was very Christmassy, when I was watching it with Tom, he was upset that he said, why would they be wearing Irish rugby tops in Scotland? That would never, ever happen. (laughs) 
Because I guess when they were dressed in their kilts, they were wearing green rugby tops and that continuity in the UK would not happen, according to my husband. Who is from the UK. Who is from the UK. And he was like, that would never happen. I was like, you need to understand that this is a Christmas movie and maybe they're just wearing green for Christmas, not because they're supporting Ireland. I love this. <laughs> That's very likely. <laughs> but I would say if it's a rugby top, maybe they should have put them in some other green top as opposed to the rugby top. Mm-hmm. We did some research. We didn't do a lot of research. Yeah. We read the Wikipedia page of Party of Five. Right. How can we make this Scottish party of five? Instead of the dead parents, we have mom withholding really important information. I was just going to ask some clarification talking about the pub scene. So in it, we have Lacey Chabert do her iconic line, Scotland forever. And the reason she does that is because she she engages in the dance, right? There's this guy that comes to partner with her and that seemingly comes out of nowhere. And I just wanted to ask, I was like, okay, this gentleman, should I know who he is? Is this a party of five reference? And then I looked up the actor and he was from jolly good christmas i'm like so was there more to this that i needed to read into why Lacey shabir was partnered with this person it was very confusing she also won the dance competition yeah she's never irish danced before but she's gonna win the competition with her vast waltzing experience from when she was in the christmas waltz a couple years ago early it's in the scottish blood I think her partner, her dance partner, is her waltz and tango partner in those other movies. What? Really? Oh, wait. (laughs) Who was her partner? It wasn't the Scottish guy that was the tour guide, right? No, No. it was Max's sister's husband, so his brother-in-law, Thomas. And that's when she's like, oh, you look familiar. Do I know you from somewhere? And he says, no, I don't believe so. It's a nod to the fact that they were in two movies together, two dancing Ah, movies together. That's what I was trying to figure out. Thank you, Kim. Because I was like, there's something here that I'm missing. There was some sort of reference. Ah, so that's what it was. And that's why she says, I only have waltz and tango experience. Oh my God. That is amazing. Wow. I didn't realize it was the same actor, but I did get the, she was in the Christmas waltz. But wow, Kim with the knowledge bomb. That blew my mind. I recognize him. I had to do a lot of IMDb searches to find like their common movies. And then there is an article that Lisa Chabert was talking about it. She was like, we're doing a Scottish film. There's this dance. I need to invite my old um, co-star because we're already here. And I don't know if he's a British actor or a Scottish actor, but it worked out that he was able to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was some so something happening there and I'm like, I need help. I'm missing something. Kim, thank you for connecting the dots and making that seem a little more. Now it makes sense that she would win. And it's like a another funny nod because yeah. mm-hmm. Easter eggs left and right over here. Oh, There's a okay. lot happening in this film. You have to really be a part of Lacey Chabert's career to understand this film. Only for Lacey fans. I will say just hearing these things in this conversation has helped me to enjoy the film retrospectively a little better. So thank you. Oh, so you came into our recording today not really loving this one. It wasn't terrible, but it reminded me of Christmas at Castle Heart. I had that. I was like, okay, I think I needed to perhaps Samantha is upset with me. I'm sorry. I didn't watch Party of Five. I I know the show. I have respect for all the actors. I remember Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm so sorry, but it's not that it was terrible. But now that we're talking through some of the elements, I'm like, okay, you know what? There were these cute elements. So the acting was better than most films because we have seasoned actors that are involved. So kudos to that. Sorry. No, please don't 
be offended. <laughs> it was less about the party of five. It was more about this is actually just like a better film altogether, I think. The Castle yeah. Heart one was like ridiculous. Castle Heart was oof. That was rough. And the CGI in that. Remember they CGI'd like the holiday decorations onto the castle? It was bad. This one, at least they decorated the castle. I'll, but ultimately my enjoyment is better. So thank you. Well, I'm glad that you retrospectively like it now. <laughs> Samantha, what did you think? What are you doing? Are you just sitting and watching this one again? Is this a one and done? Uh, are you going to wrap presents while it's on? I would definitely watch it again. I thought so far this year, it's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I thought it was really Christmassy. I like the UK vibes. Obviously, I like Party of Five. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a better quality film than some of them I've seen so far. I'd watch it again if it was on next year. Why not? What do you guys think? Yeah, I would definitely watch it again. I feel like I missed a few things between the, the brother-sister dynamic. There's a lot of talking and I might have tuned out a little bit or fallen asleep at some points. But like thinking back on it, it's not as cheesy as some of the other ones that are coming out. Like all the previews for um, Haul Out the Holly lit up just looks Can't so... Can't wait. Can't <laughs> wait. So excited. But like so cheesy. And, yeah, and like... but that's Haul Out the Holly. Yeah. And like a little overacted, just slightly. But that's Haul Out the Holly, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is me, you know, the non-actor judging other people's acting ability. But yeah, I think the, the Merry Scottish Christmas, it was a fun watch. I wouldn't turn it off if it popped on again next year, but I don't think I'm going to seek it out. It's not going to join my holiday repertoire like Haul Out the Holly did, because I've already watched the first one and I can't wait for the second one. Danielle, what do you think? I'm probably closer to Aaron Lee where I enjoyed it. It's not something I'm going to like, oh my goodness, let's watch this again. But if it's on, hey, it's on. Cool. I'll appreciate it a lot more now, though, knowing some of these tidbits. But I also enjoyed the Scottish history elements, too. Um, that's, you know, Christmas was banned in Scotland for a period of time, and they referenced that quite a bit. I did like the folk stories, too, about scaring the fairies away. So that was really cool. Yeah, I loved the tour guide. All those little punny jokes in the beginning. I thought those were funny. Yeah, it felt like a, a I don't want to say a real film. It just felt more filmier than the cheesier ones, I guess. <laughs> it, felt it was more film than movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. At any rate, folks, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Please rate and follow, rate and follow. And find us where you find your podcast. And also thanks to Kim for joining <gasps> thank us. You, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Thank you for having me. Happy holidays. Are you going to say bye-bye, Danielle? Oh, it just feels weird saying it at that all that. All right, bye, everyone. (laughs) 